What's that, Benji? What's happening, Richard? I don't know. I think it's like 2.45 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Sounds good. Are we starting?
Records 
and the name of the record is Inflated Tear. Um, before that, we were listening to Gastro de Sol. Uh, the name of the song was Even the Odd Orbit from the Serpentine Similar from 1992 on Team Beat Records. Hell yeah, Team Beat Records. Before that, we were listening to Amon Duel, the Psychedelic Dudes. I was like showing Benji the, the gatefold cover. Uh, the SID in Uruk from Carnival in Babylon from 1971. Oh, what label was that on? United Artists. Uh, wasn't that a beautiful gatefold? Oh, yeah. The artwork looked great. Yeah. Benji had a. So Benji has a really good eye for photography. And when I showed it to him, he was like, oh man, that's like, uh, I don't know, I forget it's what It's a great band photo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell if a photographer took it or did he set it up on a tripod and just did a self-portrait? It's, yeah. It's got a good, it's got a good mood and feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever get, if you ever get the chance, you should uh, check out that gatefold. Yeah. And it looks like they cr either cross-processed it or shot it on infrared because the colors are all crazy yeah 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 so we have benji clark here joining us today which i'm totally stoked uh it took a while but that's how things work right took a little while yeah yeah you know, hey you know we're here now so yeah i think that's most important benji has some songs to share with us but first off benji what's going on how have you been What's going? What's what's happening? I'm good. I'm good. I'm you know surviving the pandemic like everybody else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Surviving good. You know, so far so good. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and anything new that you've like? Did you pick up any kind of like new hobbies or interests? I yeah. Guess? Yeah. Not really, because. I can't even. I don't have that much time to do the main hobbies that I really like right now. So uh -huh. I, I, I'm trying to study web development, and that's pretty much taking up all my time. And that's that's kind of all I do on my free time. Yeah. Um, but but it's cool, you know. I, I'm. I'm but but you've been you've been you've been experimenting with music. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been. You know, actually, what's funny is the modular synthesizers that I like playing. Uh, naively got me to think I could take a crack at programming and web development and uh, I'm glad it kind of pushed me in that direction because um, I don't think I would have tried either if I didn't yeah. if I didn't have this if I didn't kind of start at the modulars and was like oh okay like I can kind of wrap my head around the complexities here and make some music um, how much different is programming it's very different but yeah. <laughs> it's totally different but, but it's 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 like my first song is my first song that I'm picking is Fugazi's Turnover because it's kind of like a, a root spark song and that's kind of what the modulars were uh, it was kind of like this root spark to get me to see if I can progress beyond it and yeah. learn something else you know? yeah for sure um, and I would say you know I'm picking Fugazi's Turnover because that's the very first Fugazi song I ever heard. What, what, what record is that on? That's on that's on uh, Repeater. It's oh, the Repeater. Very, okay. And it's not really my favorite Fugazi song per se, but it's the first Fugazi song I heard. Yeah. And when I heard that, it blew my mind and pretty much changed the trajectory of the way I kind of view music bands, the way music is made. 
music communities in general and just yeah. um you know it, it was just you know i bought a used cassette at vinyl solution it was like Hell three, yeah, Vinyl three, Solution. Three ninety nine. What, what was the name and of the guy who ran Vinyl Solution? Drack. Yeah. Drack, yeah. He was always just hammered. He was always drinking at the bar. They always had like 12 <laughs> packs of Paps, like always in that store. And I was friends with Mike Howlett, and Mike Howlett was definitely oh, oh a my great God, friend. Yeah, Mike Howlett, yeah. Yeah, because Mike, Mike he was just such a rad dude. He had a record label. He, he was like just always down to share new bands. And you know, when you're young you don't know where to go you're just kind of yeah. like and that's the thing that's that's what fugazi turned me on to is like before that i was just kind of like listening to whatever my the friends i skateboarded with listened to yeah. you know it was just kind of like going with the flow like, oh, that's okay. right you were you were a skateboarder yeah that was like my thing like i was just like full on i you, just wanted to skateboard all you, the time you and jancis got along with i remember you and jancis talked about skateboarding a lot yeah when you get people that you know kind of come from that background you, you just you know, skateboarding is this this thing that kind of sticks with you forever. <laughs> like, like you never stop being a skateboarder. Like, I don't skateboard anymore, but I still driving down the street. I'll look at fire hydrants and think like, oh, I used to be able to maybe ollie over something like that, or like you see look at curb cuts and like, I, I like that'd be cool to fly off of or something, you know. And you see kids that are just amazing now. So, I mean, it's like it, the progress of the sport. Um, it's a very progressive sport, and yeah. I, and it's a very you know it's, it's kind but, of but it's also it's it's like it, it goes along with like you it, know music that we've talked about yeah, in the break like, like do do it yourself it's it's, it, it's like it's got a very strong strong DIY strong punk rock yeah, kind of yeah. background and, and ties yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. you can um, totally you can totally shred it out and then be like yeah and a lot of skateboarders are musicians like yeah. you know you look at like when we were playing with like Mario Rubicaba was a pro skater yeah you know and yeah just an amazing ripping drummer yeah he is he <laughs> absolutely is um, uh, and uh what's rad now is like i think it's it's uh so diverse the the crowd that is skateboarding you know it's, yeah. you've got girls you got all genders you got lgbtq people and I think everything it's, I think it's, so, it's so cool it's so great it's so like cool. it's 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 it, it's rad that that's breaking away from such the like you know dude sport that it used to be yeah yeah um, yeah yeah it, it, it's it, it's it spread its wings. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. It's about time. You know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Right, it's but so, so, okay. So the first song is Fugazi. Yeah. Turnover. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's not my favorite song, but like, I love that song. And it's the first time, you know, I, I bought that tape used from Final Solution, mm -hmm. put it in my car. But, but, and, but year, what year is Repeater? Is it like 92, 93? Um, that's a good question. Uh, because, I mean... I mean, Fugazi changed everything for me. Uh, when I first heard Fugazi, I was just like, what is happening right now? And how can I be a better person? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like, how can I be a part of this? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think you know, that led me down the uh, kind of the wormhole of like, you know, after playing in bands, like I want to take my camera to shows and yeah. I want to take photos of Bands like Fugazi and or Fugazi and bands like Fugazi. But, yeah. And, but what you that's what you did though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so what year, what year is it? Uh, oh man. Oh, man. Totally unprepared. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, it's nineteen ninety. 
1990. Oh my god. So wait, was there fr- was the first Fugazi record like 87, 88? I guess so. It was like yeah. the, you know, it was like they were a band for quite some time. Amazing. I mean, it, that and what they did and what they accomplished. Five dollars, all ages, no booze. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 So fucking cool. Oh, very cool. Like, I mean, and, and when you saw them live for the first time, it was just like a very mind blowing experience. I remember seeing them at the Palladium. And it was five dollars. Yeah, that was the it. first show I went to. It was it yeah. was either it was the Steady Diet of Nothing tour, and uh-huh. I think it was around the time of those Rock the Vote shows. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I, I yeah, think I actually saw them play with Pearl Jam. <laughs> Pearl Jam opened up and like L seven. L seven, yeah. It was a rad show. L seven. I, I, I love L seven. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm. So let's get into let's get into Fugazi. Okay, okay. should we? And then should hold on, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kick back into a little bit of. Um, Roland Kirk, and then uh, we'll be right back.
listening to uh, Slint from their 10-inch release on Touch and Go Records that is untitled. The name of the song is untitled. I believe it's from 1989 is what I've read, but I think it's later than that. Is it something they cut after the fact, right? Like yeah. They broke up and then they kind of got back to the studio and yeah. recorded two tracks for what, this what, what, what I read is, What I read is that they just threw everything into a basement and just did one takes. This what I, it's, it's something I read a long time ago. I don't know if it's correct or not. Well, if that's true, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> everything, every, me, me and Benji were talking about this during the break, how cool that the last thing they released was like, we got no names for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just wing it. Yeah, One take. Dude, Why not? It's, un- untitled. It'll come out great. Your baby doesn't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> so funny so Benji uh, we talked about the first jammer the Fugazi uh, the second jammer was Square Pusher off 2012's You Fabulum I think I'm saying that right I don't know if I'm not whatever uh, but uh, I really like Square Pusher stuff that was, that's kind of right around the time where I started getting into trying to that, actually basically that song was like how do I 
I want to learn how to make sounds like that. Like, yeah. what the fuck is that shit, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had no knowledge of electronic music whatsoever. No. I, was, I come from like guitars and no, no, no. bass and you know rock band stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's how we met. And yeah, yeah. And, and I just really love the layering and textures of that song. And it's, it's like I said, like these songs are kind of like that. I'm, I'm my five songs are kind of like like I said, these root spark songs. They, like that song sparked me into kind of just like okay, like yeah. What? How, how do I? How do I even go about this? And I, I remember, you know, I think I I'd found out that he used the TB three hundred three a lot, and uh, I was kind of trying to search out. I, I didn't have money for hardware, so it was just kind of like, what what is this stuff like? Is it can you get software that does the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's why kind of where I started. I, I remember I think I found. I found a couple apps and then I found Rebirth, which kind of just totally blew my mind. Like Rebirth mm. is a, um, are you familiar with Rebirth? Mm, no, I'm not. It's a software by Propellerhead. I kind of wasn't sure what I was looking at when I s first saw it, because I was just like, what What do all these buttons mean? What, what? Like there's internal effects and everything. And then I kind of like later realized, oh shit, okay, you've got two, th two TB303s you have a uh, 808 and 909 drum machine. Uh -huh. And those four instruments are, you kind of layer them in that software. Sure. And I, I, I would I just- I love the 808. I was just, yeah, like I was just tinkering around and was like, wow, this is so fucking cool. And that's where I learned how to basically put sequences together, kind of just understanding, like not really getting a full grasp of synthesis and electronic music, but just kind of, you know, just kind of hacking it out, like just mm -hmm. by like, okay, what the fuck does this do? What does mm -hmm. that do? Like how, you know, like how do you make a song out of this? And, you know, actually it was really fun. You know, that just pushed me on to other things. And It's always it's always one thing that leads you to another thing. I mean, it doesn't matter what, what, what you're doing or what, what it is in life. It's, a, it's always just like, yeah. oh, oh, why did I, why did I kick that rock? Exactly. Yeah, the, well, the important thing is that you, you try to kick the rock. Yeah, exactly. No, no, <laughs> you know, totally. Get up off your ass and kick the rock a couple times. <laughs> like, you know, uh, otherwise you're just going to be wondering, like, what is that like? You know? And, yeah, yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and, and having that, like, maybe. Oh, I love that. that. That thing of, like, I can never do that, you know? Yeah. But you and, can, and you just got to get over that shit. Yeah. You know, and just, like, fuck it. Like, I don't know how to do this. I'm just going to go fucking tackle it. And. We'll see what happens, you know. And it was the same thing that we were we were setting everything up, and I was like, I don't even know how this happened. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know, and like, you, you learned, and now you're doing a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the most complicated and difficult way possible. <laughs> but but you will you you as you go, you will kind of basically refactor what you're doing and figure out the most it's efficient true. way to do things. It's you true. Know? It's true. So and that's with anything. Uh, as long as you're doing that and progressing, then you're on the right track. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, you have, so you have another jam coming up. Um, my next jam, I mean, let's see, what should I play next? Um, you know, we'll do this one just because I really love this tune by Deerhoof. Um, oh, fuck yeah, Deerhoof. It's, it's, uh, it's called the, This Magnificent Bird Will Rise. I think it was like one of the first tracks a friend of mine, Stephen Kozlowski, he, he got me into Deerhoof and it was kind of right around the time, it's the early 2000s and... Uh, like I, I think I kind of was just like, you know, when you get that mentality of like, you're hitting a wall and you're just kind of like, I don't think anything's good anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, no, I've, like, I've, I don't, I've, I've, I don't, I've done that about I, a dozen I, times. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what else is new. And you're just not, yeah. you're just not finding it. You're not opening yourself yeah. up to things. So you know? what happened with me whenever I hit that wall, I would just go record shopping and be like, I'm going to find 
I'm just gonna find something I've never heard of. Yeah, that's one of the best ways to do it. And then yeah. take it home, and then just sit sit on the on the floor and like stare at the the cover. Yeah, and just be discover like, and yeah. be like, hell yeah, yeah, this is where it's at. You know, it's like. It well, brings you back to that thing you got into music in the first place. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It, you know, and then and then it kind of brings you back into this like a, a more of a positive uh, environment, like atmosphere in my mind. Yeah. There, when I go to see like contemporary bands, I'll be like, totally, totally cool. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that's so important because it kind of keeps you from stagnating, getting to that place where it just like. Oh, nothing's new, and, and that's the bad. That's yeah. a terrible mindset to be it, in. It's, anyway, it's bad. It's yeah, bad. It's, it's, bad. it's just it kind of like drags you down into just yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> it's yeah. just stupid. So, it's just so bad let, mentality. Let, let's get um, in, let's get into deer hoof. Yeah, yeah. Let's you're, get into. You ready? Uh, well, I'm, 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 we're gonna put. I'm, I'm gonna put some slip back on that's untitled. Uh, and then you'll crossfade into this. And then and because they're they're total punkers. See you see you in a little bit okay. on the other side. <laughs> Trumpet scatters its awful sound over the graves of all lands, summoning all before the throne. Death and mankind shall be stunned when nature arises to give account before the judge. By the way, this drummer, it's fucking amazing. Dang. Dude, he, like the first time I saw them play, I was just it was over here at that. Uh, what's that place that was in that movie? Is that Dresden? The Dresden. Yeah, they played the Dresden. And we yeah. and Gabe went, and we just sat in the front. So I, and I love the album. And dude, how did they get a show at the Dresden? I don't know. Do, 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 do.
back again we always come back uh, that's what you do right now we are listening to Frank Zappa hot rats the name of the song is really the pimp I want to say this is 1972 but looking at the record I'm not sure but I do know that Captain Beefheart my all-time hero is singing on this jammer What's up, Benji? What's happening? This is really... I, I, 
I'm having a good time, Richard. This is really good. It's, it's <laughs> fun hanging out with you and uh, you know just checking out your uh, your mix of songs that you like and and throwing in my little two cents here and there. No, no, no. But the, the most important <laughs> thing is the most important thing is that you're here. It has nothing to do with me. Oh well, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Very cool. So, what's the last jammer? Uh, the last jammer. Well, the last one we that I played was the numbers. It was a live version of Numbers by Kraftwerk. Yeah, and yeah. I think we. I think I, I think I wanted to play something by Kraftwerk because I just it reminds me of going to see Kraftwerk at the Palladium. Yeah. And taking Joey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That, that's such a good memory. Yeah. Like I, I just remember, like Joey enjoyed the show. Like I enjoyed the show. Kim, who I was dating at the time, enjoyed the show. Like we, we just had a really great time. But the, and, the, the crazy thing about that show was the. The blue light before they went on. Do you remember that? Um, it was I, like the curtain was like the deepest blue. I don't remember that part of the show. I just remember the th main thing that I remember uh, of the show was, you know, besides the robots and the big man machine text video that's going on behind the song as that song's playing, yeah. is uh, how good the sound was at the Palladium. Because the Palladium yeah. sound usually is shit. Yeah. It sounds, it's a dance hall. It's got so much natural reverb mm -hmm. that. I've seen a lot of shows there. It's been hit or miss. Like it's either mm -hmm. either sounds great or the sound guy just pumped everything up too loud and it just yeah. it, it's just it, everything's muffled, you know, because yeah. it's 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 not the right settings for that room. And Kraftwerk, everything was perfect. Like like it, it just that it just goes it to sounded, show you it sounded so good. Yeah, it just goes like, to show you if, if people are good engineers yeah. and understand how sound works in a room and they fucking know what they're doing. Yeah. You will hear it in the show. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. That, that that that's one of those that's one of those shows that I will never ever forget. Like oh yeah, and I think it was like a big deal at the time because if I remember correctly, one of the guys at Vinyl was like talking about the show and saying how Kraftwerk hadn't played in ten years or something mm -hmm. like that in the, the United States. Yeah, so it, it was it, like the, it had been a while. Yeah, so it was like the first show, and he said that the last show that they played in. He's like this old punker guy, Jeff. And I remember he said something about them playing. They didn't even play the show. They just had the robots play. Yeah. And so they weren't even they, up on they, stage. They, they, they or maybe they, were, maybe they were behind the, the curtains I, or something. I, I've always thought that was really cool, though. It was like, oh, it you, cool. you, got yeah. to, you got to a point where you're like, just, just send the robots. Yeah, just let the robots do uh, it. Just let them do it. Because yeah. this, is what, this is what we planned the whole time. Exactly. This represents <laughs> the music. Like, whatever. Let's go have some food. <laughs> and let the robots play. <laughs> oh, so cool. Um, okay, so right now, um, do you want to play some jams? Um, oh, yes. I guess. Uh, we'll... do, you want, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Because um, Benji, Benji has a surprise for for everyone that I think is really cool, and it's like we had to, we had to move the whole room around for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just a little modular setup. It's got a TB three hundred three. Um, this is actually kind of what I, I, I my fun friend did a um, little barbecue jam, and uh, it's kind of the same set from that. Like I, I like I said, I, like right now it's been it's really been tough to make time to do this and when i do it's, it's I, I love it but yeah um it looks I, I it, look, look, it looks very complicated this one is it yeah if, if, if you're not familiar with modulars it it, it does look complicated it's, it's it and it's you know if if you've never played it could be quite intimidating but um 
once you start learning and kind of understanding the process of you know chain of synthesis and like what kind of modules that you want to put together in a system and kind of what instrument you want to build because every time you you rebuild these things you're kind of building a mm -hmm. unique instrument to itself sure um, and sometimes it's hard to achieve the same thing again after you've unpatched it some of the people that I know that are really good probably can do it no matter like you know they, yeah they'll remember it. and I've, I've gotten to the place where I can kind of vaguely remember exactly what I did like choosing a what modules I chose but uh, some things are kind of left by chance and you know you, you can have like a, a random signal that mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it, it's got a lot of openness to it to not have to play the same thing over and over sure, you know sure uh, I could I can see if Joey had the time would get really into this oh I think anybody anybody yeah. that's played music I think like and that's the thing it is a time sucker so mm -hmm. um and, and and that's where i, I feel that you know I, that is one of the problematic things of it is i think if you're not regularly playing uh like since i haven't been playing there's a lot of times where i have to go back to the manual and start reading the documentation again because mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. just some little like i forget how to erase a song or erase a sequence or something you know yeah and i'm like how the fuck did i do that again <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta go back into the manual like jeez, uh, I just gotta figure out how to erase this sequence. Damn it, you know. Like, but, um, but you know, I, I think that's the fun part of it too. Is is uh, you, you know, sometimes there's something to be said about not, you know, mastering your instrument or whatever. You know, I think it's, yeah. I think it's, it's always nice to, uh, you, you know, kind of, and I don't think I'm a master at any instrument, but I'm just saying like, oh, well, you, you know, yeah. just getting to that place where you're continuously finding something new about the instrument, you know. Mm -hmm. Or it's, and, and that's I think what sparks, like a, some sort of creative direction, possibly. You know. Um, did, did you want to get into it? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me, I guess, turn everything on here. Um...
and head low. What's happening? So right now we're listening to Mulatu Estaki and his Ethiopian Quintet from the record Afro-Latin Soul. Uh, it's on Worthy Records from 1966. And the name of this really rad heavy jammer is Mascaram Setaba. Dude, I can listen to this every day of the week. That's, that's probably the best thing when you find records or just a, an artist that you know you could just listen to over and over. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's a testament to somebody's ability to write a song. Is yeah, the fact it, that you know you, you yeah. want to listen to it again and again. And, 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 it's a, and, it's, and it's also one of those things. It's like when you're like whatever digging through records, whatever, and you see a record that you didn't know about by the same artist, and you're like, I don't even care. I know nothing about this. I'm gonna buy this. Yeah, yeah. You because I like this one. I will probably yeah. most likely like this. Yeah. One. yeah, and then and then you take it home, and then you listen to it, and you're like. Oh my God, my mind is blown again. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the best. It's, well, it's like finding like buried treasure, right? Like, yeah. Like I, I mean, that's you know, I, I used to like want to find out about everything, and then you know, you realize that the catalog of music is so vast, there's it's impossible. You're always gonna find, come across new stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you do, and a band has like a back catalog, yeah, that's fucking amazing. You, you feel like you found a treasure chest. You know, it's like. Look at all these songs that I have to absorb now. You would know this. What's the name of the, the lead singer of uh, Circus Lupus? Oh, uh, Chris. Uh, Chris Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything he's on, I will buy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah. yeah totally. it's, it doesn't matter. It's totally. just like, oh. Which I'm finding that the Mon Orchid records are kind of hard to find around these days. I isn't know, it? I know. Like uh, the, that. Uh, I was talking to Andy Coronado about that, and he was like, "I had no idea I would even like this." <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can find the one that was released by Touch and Go, but the one that was like I think it was like a split release by Discord and maybe another DC or East Coast label. Uh -huh. uh, the, the first one, I forgot what the first album was. Like, I don't know. I don't it know. Let Them Eat or something? Uh, anyway, that record's hard to find. Mm. It's so hard to find. Like, And you, you, it almost like it's, I feel like it's, they, in the digital world, it, it feels like it's kind of wiped off of existence, which is, it sucks because it's such a great record. There, there was a, uh, they did the seven, they did a seven inch on Gravity record. And it was just like, whatever, it was like three songs, three yeah, songs, seven and, and I think like a couple of those ended up on that first LP. Yeah, I think like, so too. Because their LP seemed like it was a mixture of like a few of their, like what? the A size of the singles that they put what? out. I remember uh, uh, my friend uh, was visiting me in, in Portland and, and we, you know, we had been running around town all day and then we got back to my apartment and we were like making food and, and I put on the seven inch. And she was like, I've never heard of this before. And I was like, I was a little drunk. And I was like, take it. You just take it. <laughs> and now I can't find it. Oh, no. <laughs> you lost it. Hey, but you turned somebody else onto something no, new. No, no. And know? that's what it's all about. You yeah. know, I mean, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't regret anything about that. But it was just kind of like the next, like two days after she left, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, it's such a great record. I, I can't remember the title of it. I, um, yeah. Anyway, um, but let's go back to it. So what, what, what were you doing with your modular? 
Um, well, I basically, this, this, is, this is a very small setup. So like this is a skiff, so you can't really fit a whole lot in there. So that, but I'm always up for the challenge of l limiting what I can do and then try and see if I can be creative with smaller mm -hmm. amounts. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's, I think it's always a good thing to do. Like I think sometimes for me is if you have too many choices, uh, kind of gets you into like, there's too many choices here. Like, what do I do? You know? Uh, I feel like sometimes by limiting yourself, um, I, I feel like I can give you, I can express myself more creatively. Yeah. Uh, same thing with photography. If I just put on one lens, kind of forces me to adapt to that equipment. It, it, you know it, what I mean? It, it makes you work with what you have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think that's like, uh, that's probably just a good like rule of thumb to kind of go with, you know, just go with the, yeah, but, but then again, you know, some people thrive with like a massive amount of stuff, you know, so it doesn't really, it's just, you know, pick your, pick your, uh, pick your poison, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Uh, but this, this is a basic, like it's a small skiff. So I basically have a, uh, a, a time, like something, this, uh, module called the rhythm by Qubit and that's clocking all the time and, and the rhythms. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is going into the uh, noise engineering basimilus iteratus alter, which is my kick drum, but it does far more than just a kick drum. I'm just using it for a kick drum right now. Uh, and then I've got like basically a 808 snare uh, module that's just the 808 snare. Yeah. Uh, and then, then I've got a Renee sequencer by Make Noise going into a noise engineering uh, complex oscillator called the Laquilic iteratus persido. I love their names. It's like kind of this weird faux Latin <laughs> shit that's happening, which I, I've, come, I've become friends with them, uh, Stephen and Chris, who make these, and uh -huh. they're just such neat people. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing they make these instruments. Like, yeah. I, I, I have, I can't wrap my head around like, no, trying I'm, to, you have to be it, a, basically it's, an it's, engineer, it, it's, it's, almost it's, like a scientist to, to make this it, stuff. To me, it's very intimidating. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, because you're, you know, you have to basically kind of patch the signal flow in order to get sound and do mm -hmm. it, make it do what you want it to do. I mean, before you got here, I had a complete meltdown. I, didn't, I don't know if I told you about this. No. no. Um, just the basic setup that I, that I have, mm -hmm. uh, I had no sound was coming out. And I was like, okay, this is very simple. What is wrong? And then I... I texted Allison and I was like, everything that is going wrong is going wrong. And she was like, it'll be fine. And then I realized that I didn't put on the phantom power. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always a little thing. It's like, it was like, it was the, like the most basic thing you it, overlook because you're so focused on the it, other complex things. It, that, it was uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like I was seriously, I, I, I walked outside and st stood outside for like 10 minutes. And I was like, Everything I own is broken. Yeah, no, that's, uh, what you're describing is something, uh, I, I, I kind of bring it back to what I'm studying. I've had the same thing where my shit is not working and why is not working. And then I find that uh, it's a misspelled variable but, or, or like one curly bracket yeah. is not there. And, or, it's, you know, it's just this, it, you know, it's the one little thing and it was ruining everything. It, it, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then finally I got everything. I was like, okay, I'm, okay, whatever. Everything's back to normal. And then you show up and like, we're doing everything. And then like all of a sudden the turntable wasn't working. I was like, oh my God, not this again. But I realized that 
crossfader was on the wrong side of the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that is not the great thing because then it keeps it keeps you aware that the next time you're you're going to always remember to check that crossfader. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's 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 just part of the the understanding your own workflow and, yeah, but, and just adjusting to it. But it also it's also understanding that you're the only person making a mistake. Yeah. There's no one to blame. There's no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. You know, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it leaves room for self-improvement, right? So, um, All right, so we got, we, got, we got another song. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, let's go into, uh, it's kind of a long one. Uh, can I just start it? Or? No, no, I mean, do you want to talk about it now or you want to talk uh, about it later? The next song, I guess this is the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is just a song off of a, um, a live Buchla performance by Suzanne Ciani. Um, and she's kind of like one of these pioneers in uh, modular synthesis. Oh, like, okay. I don't know uh, anything with, about the, her. With the um, She is also a uh, classical pianist and has like these classical piano records and stuff. But mm-hmm. she, she was very, she kind of, I, I guess, became well known for uh, her Buchla performances in the 70s. And she, I, I actually was introduced I, I got to meet her at her, her film, uh, DJ Lance from Yo Gabba Gabba, because I used to shoot photos for Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, you want to meet Suzanne? And I was like, yeah. And so it was so cool to shake her hand, and, you know, and she was so nice. And, you know, she's like, I think in, I don't know how old she is. Anyway, she, but, you know, she, she's been doing this a long time. And, mm-hmm. and her performance, I, I saw her at Moogfest, and she played at some weird chapel cathedral like out here in LA like maybe like a couple years back uh-huh. and her if you get a chance her shows are probably going to be kind of on the pricey side for tickets because mm. I don't think they happen that often and they're usually in these unique you, you spaces know, that, you know? that, that doesn't bother me yeah there, yeah there's certain me, things like now like as to me it's totally worth it like yeah it, it, exactly, whatever the ticket exactly. price is like if it's like, if it's something that I'm never gonna get that experience again totally. I will I will pay that money I mean it's totally and, and you, you at, never at, know when they're gonna just like say a, like I'm not gonna do this anymore at you a know? younger so. at a younger age I'd be like hell no I'm not paying that yeah but now I could see Fugazi for five bucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to pay like $25 or $100 I'm going to Jabberjaw for free yeah <laughs> yeah I, I know the makeup they're going to let me in so like yeah like why am I going to pay for a show yeah you know? no but now it's, it's, it's totally different I'm like it's crazy like, you know like like, yeah. like uh, pre-pandemic uh, Joe Paton I don't know if you know Joe Paton um, oh, he's like he's, he's kind of like a older dude that did a lot of like Cuban jazz stuff Afro infusion things I don't know oh cool um, and uh, me and Aaron me and Aaron Calvert love him and uh, he was going to play at the Zebulon and I was like oh hell yeah I'm going and it was like I think it was like $45 a ticket and yeah, I was Zebulon like, can be pricey, and, but but you know what? That's yeah. a great great space. Yeah, but but also I was like, I'm gonna see Joe Paton as Zebulon for forty five dollars. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's like in a fancy restaurant in front of it too. You know, so you can buy wine and I don't know how like I don't know what kind of food they serve. Yeah, you know, like it's a, it, it's, it's an interesting place. I, I think because Zebulon started in New York or something, yeah, it's right? Yeah, so New York. It's New York. Is, is there still a New York Zebulon? Uh, I, just, I don't know. It's it's a cool place. I mean, like yeah. as 
it, it is a little on the uh, you know pricier side for tickets, but I gotta say every show I've been to there, just phenomenal sound. Yeah. It's, it's and it's a really nice night out. It is. Of, you know? It is. I, yeah. I, remember, I remember seeing. Um, oh, what's, what, what, what was the drummer from a Dirty Three? Oh gosh, White? I don't know. What, is it, did he play in? Um, uh, Nick Cave's band too, Batsy's. Is he Batsy's? No, no, no. Um, the other, the, the violin, the violin player went on to Batsy's. Oh, okay, okay. But I, it was like, it's, it's, I don't know if you get three. The, 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 the drummer. Way. In any case, is it Jim White? I think I want to say it's Jim White. But he had this uh, duo with with a dude from Greece, and, and he was like playing like traditional Greek like instrumentation or whatever, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. We'll, we'll talk about it after we'll, we'll figure it out because like it's something that needs to be experienced hmm. and uh, I remember going there just randomly and we'll play like, a track do you have a track or uh, I don't know should, should I start this song or, or yeah let, let's start the song and then and then we'll we'll figure it out in the break okay let's play this is that, that cool song. yeah okay, yeah okay. so so uh, we'll so. be right back Thank you. 
Okay, so what's happening, Benji? Um, we just got done with listening to a very long, <laughs> long song for your podcast. <laughs> Nineteen minutes. Sorry about that, but I love that. I love that performance. It's, uh, I did. It was so soothing. Like me and Benji just were just talking the whole time. That's oh, it's, it's it's very nice. Uh, like I said, it's kind of like music that transports you to. Some other state of mind. So I, yeah. I love music that does that. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the, you know, one of the cool things that I love about electronic music is you, kind of, you can get to these sounds that just can take you somewhere else. I mean, you can do that with a, you know, guitars and everything else too. I mean, sure. I, I can't say, you know, classical music can do that as well. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just really I, I love Susan Chiani's performances um, oh, if you get a chance to check her out live because you you will not regret it it's, no, it's it's be- a, it was beautiful it was yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah so we're gonna probably wrap this up in a second yeah is there room for any songs like uh, oh like let's do a snippet of the um what i was talking about earlier with jim white um yeah i mean i was wondering if we could i don't know if you it's going over the songs but i, I could Say it's maybe like for the both of us. It's only five songs. It's only five songs. Okay. Aaron, okay. Aaron, Aaron Calvert will shoot you down. Okay. I don't want to be shot by Aaron Calvert. So <laughs> we'll keep it at five songs. Aaron, I like you a lot. Just don't shoot me for adding a song. Uh, 
so we were talking about Jim White. The name of the, the thing that he's doing is Exloriously White. And it's on Drag City. Um, and it's a two-piece. It's If you get a chance to check it out, um, please do. It, it was It's magnificently beautiful. But any, any last words? Any last words? Well, thank you for having me here. Um, this is really fun. I... I, I Gosh, it's, I've never done a podcast, and um, I, I didn't realize how fun they would be, especially when they're with your friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, that's, 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 that's the whole, that's, I mean, like, I... Uh, just coming together, talking about music, uh, yeah. and, and I love this whole thing of picking five songs. It's, uh, it's kind of made me, like, go back and, like, rediscover these songs as well, too, you know, because you're, you're kind of going back and, like, oh, what songs should I pick? I, that, that, that's one of, the, like, my, my main, like... Oh, when I did it, the episode with Nate, Nate was like, "Thank you for making me go back and think about music." Yeah, yeah, it, it like makes you rediscover songs that you've already liked that maybe you haven't listened to in a while, or uh, you know, just kind of uh, like, why does this tie into my life in some way? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you know, and that's the music that will you always carry with you that you always go back to in the end you know like uh, there, there's plenty of bands that you kind of get into and you might not listen to the, them again in like two years or something but mm-hmm. then there are those that uh, you know when you get into that right frame of mind you just want to throw on there yeah know? yeah um, I mean it's like or you want to get transported to that certain space or that certain time period in your life like it, yeah, uh, you it, can it, throw that on there it was wild know? so like like, like uh I don't know, two nights ago, I, I drove out to uh, Lake House in order to see my friend Eliza, which was like, she had, you know, she plays music and she's just a lovely person. And she was playing a house show in like, in Hammett, California. And, and I was like, and, yeah. and, and, and it was like the weirdest thing ever, but it was like, it's Hemet. Uh, my grandparents used to live there. It's it's there's not much out there. There's nothing it's, out yeah, there. It's, a, it's it, it, you almost don't feel like you're in California anymore. No, dude, it, you, feel, it you, feels like you're like in, in the, the Midwest. Middle, in the middle, yeah, 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 in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and and, and I'm sure the the politics are yeah. that way there too. And, and, like, and, and the kids yeah, out there yeah. are just dying for for oh, things yeah. to happen. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so at the end of the show, like whatever they like, we left. And uh, we loaded up, you know, loaded up all her gear, and and we're driving, and I was like, we should listen to Beat Happening. And they're like, well, who's Beat Happening? I was like, Beat Happening changed punk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Calvin Johnson did do. He did his fair share, man. Like, you know, K-Records, dude. Like, yeah. you know, I, I mean... And the, hey, that kind of actually throws back to the Fugazi, my turnover pick, uh, uh, pick of song choice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember one of the ways I heard about Fugazi was my friend Steve Robert. Steve was went to the same high school. He was actually a, a pro skateboarder. He skated for World Industries. Um, and uh, I remember one time he came in and he was like, dude, I just saw Fugazi. It's Ian McKay from Minor Threat's new band. And I was like, okay, like... What does that sound like? You know, is it like Minor Thread or whatever? And he he just gotten he he saw the Reseda Country Club show. That's mm-hmm. the one where Beat Happening opened up. Yeah, somebody threw an ashtray at Calvin. Yeah, and he's got a scar still. I think he still from does. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and 
and that was kind of like, like, whoa, that was the first time I heard the, the word Fugazi and that, what is that? And that kind of, when I bought the tape, I was like, oh, that's the band that Steve was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like yeah. these these things that kind of come into your radar by chance. And, and I, I think that it was so cool that Fugazi had Beat Happening open up for them. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it, it, it was basically them being like, this is where it's at. We're the closing act, but this is what's. Yeah, well, it's 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 that whole thing of like it's so cool, like, like you know, I, it's it's challenging people's def- definition of punk rock because exactly. I think because you because you probably had a lot of people, and I think I heard this is like people yelling like you know, play minor threat songs, play embrace songs or something, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's like no, this is Fugazi. They're a- gonna play Fugazi a- songs. It's also don't forget about a cunt. Which, a, a oh, Akon, yeah, 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 the seven inch, yeah, 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 yeah. Akon. That's like they only did one seven inch. Yeah, it's like two two songs. Two songs, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a phenomenal seven inch. It's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and, and you know, throwing Calvin Johnson in the mix there at that show, I'm sure that show is mostly Orange County straight edge kids, uh-huh. and they were probably just. What is this? This is not. No, no, no. It, it, it's it's you know? white males that are twenty four years old. Exactly, exactly, and not really understanding that their definition of punk rock and is, they and they wanted to mosh is, is they not want, a very they, great they, one. They, they, want, they <laughs> yeah. wanted to mosh, and yeah. all of a sudden there was like, yeah. you know, it was like drums, guitar, and Calvin Johnson fucking dancing around like he's on fairy dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just putting on a great show. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, Beautiful, and, uh, beautiful. Uh, but but you know, and I think that's a that's that was such a neat time, and that's what I always loved about that this those that time period and that genre of music is like, you know, it's just a sense of community and people just DIY doing stuff, and then you have these like connections from like Olympia, Washington, Chicago, DC, San Diego, mm-hmm. and then I'm probably missing so Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- just this network of like hubs of where these awesome bands were coming out of yeah and then they just sprouted these seeds and other people started making bands and doing no. stuff and, and and it's just like the that that is punk rock it, it's totally that is punk rock you it, know it, it, it's why i would grow that's why i grow gardens <laughs> i'm not joking i mean it's i'm serious i mean it's like that reminds me of all of that like being able to connect with so many different people that i yeah. never knew i was ever gonna meet Oh yeah, everybody's like their own little Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it was it was like amazing, and and it, uh, at, at the same, I mean, we're still friends. I mean, me and you. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah, I, I come to think of it, like if you think if I think about the friends I've kept in life, um, I don't really talk to too many people that I, I don't actually. T- t- I, Barely talked to. I can probably name on one hand like one, two, or three people from my high school. Yeah. Uh, but all the people that I know from the music scene that I got into, I, I still chat with, and I still want to find out what they're doing. I still want to. Yeah. I'm still interested in what they're doing. Me too. Like, what are they? Are they creating music still? Are they? Uh, like, what are they doing right now? You know. Because yeah. um, I care about them. <laughs> you know. I know. I care about the friendship. I care about them so much, and I, and and I just and because it, it's also. Uh, it's something that there's something pure about it. Yeah. That they that their interests have inspired me 
in mm-hmm. one way or another. So I want to know, like, like, is there anything else you can give me? Because like I, I I'm open to, I'm open to suggestions. Yeah, and and that's just, it was just such a, I think for me is like this point in my life where I really wanted to be creative and I wanted to figure out how do I be creative and how do I meet people that are creative mm-hmm. and uh, yeah the, all those people were the people that I really wanted to hang out with you know the most um, and um, yeah you know I, I not to say that that doesn't happen today I mean you know like I, I I'm I, I don't mind being nostalgic about things, but at the same time, I don't want to be too nostalgic because I think that there's always that happening. Mm-hmm. There's always that happening. You're just either not in tune with it at the present time or uh, you are, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how I found these modular people. Like, it was kind of like a new package of world of things to get into and people to meet and talk yeah. about this th- this thing that you like doing and it's creative and um kind of you know throws you down this path or that path and you just meet new communities of people you know you know and, and i think i think you should always keep that open yeah yeah, yeah yeah absolutely you know we were talking earlier and i was talking about portland and like meeting new people and like how i was guarded about it and uh I remember joey visiting portland and and uh he was like just be nice to people. Yeah, that's all it takes, really. I mean, you know, it, it, it throws you back to being a kid, you know? Because, yeah. like, most kids don't have that guard up because they're kids, you yeah. know? And we tend to, over time, build that guard up. And I think it just slows down our growth. It does. I mean? It really like, does. You know, I think, uh, you know, when you start putting up barriers and not allowing other people in, you kind of... Yeah, you kind of stagnate your own growth, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best thing is, is just meet as many people as possible and be open and be to whatever kind. they're into. And be you know? kind. Yeah, yeah, and be, be kind. Be nice, yeah. you know. Like, why not? Like, why be mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just too much energy to be mean, really. Like, you know, why the fuck be mean? Because you're just going to get that back if you are. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so oh, yeah, I, I think, sure, yeah, sure, man, this has sure. been fun. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm a, we're going to... Hold on. We throwing the last song on? Yeah, I got it. I got it. The we're gonna end it with Judy's Jungle. Okay. Oh yes, yes. You need the wire. We are going to check out. Check you later, and um, like always, be safe. Be careful. Be responsible. Um, call someone you love. Because I'm sure they're thinking about you. Those are very nice words, Richard. I had a blast. This has been very fun. Thanks, buddy. Love you so much. Love you too, buddy. These are your orders. Seems like it's do it or die. That's good, man. Yeah. Have a good time. So
it starts to monsoon. Our map showed no rainfall. All the boys were depressed by this circumstance. Trust in the weather to bless agriculture.
Hey, Benji, you want a beer? <laughs> uh, sure. Why not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great.